0: Raise your hand if you think that we should recycle more. Well, I don't. My question was a trick. To recycle or not to recycle? Is that the question? If it's between recycling or landfill, there are many reasons to choose recycling. First of all, we can reduce landfill use and decrease our need for virgin materials. You have to think about all this stuff as coming from the earth, right? There's natural resources, oil, and all these plastics. And once you put it in the trash, it's going to a landfill or it's going to an incinerator. You're never gonna use that material again. So it's super important we've got limited resources on this planet to use these kinds of materials as much as we can in the best way as possible. But more than anything, the long-term goal is to understand how our consumption affects the world environment, advocate for source reduction and the production of responsibly made goods with sustainable product lifestyles but recycling is misleading and it's neither our holy savior nor a solution like we talked about contamination and wish cycling can lead to ill faded recyclables ultimately ending up in landfill or worse but without proper regulation it's notably difficult to assess if even perfect recycling is sufficient for protecting the environment and its resources it also lacks regulations to coordinate the efforts of manufacturers, consumers, municipalities, and recyclers across the globe. Furthermore, recycling requires energy to process. And some materials, like styrofoam and plastic films, take a significant toll on the environment in order to be recycled, but have no real value in recycled form. And remember, many of the materials we recycle can only be recycled a finite number of times. Eventually, they too will contribute to landfill. We are far from achieving the circular economy goal that recycling seems to promise. I hinted that recycling, like consumption and production, is a global process. So just listen to what happened in Philadelphia when China introduced a new policy restricting other countries from sending contaminated recycling. For years, America sold millions of tons of trash to China to be recycled. But last year, Beijing dropped a bombshell it cut almost all imports of trash. The local authorities here in Philadelphia were caught short, so they started burning half the city's recycling. This, of course, creates very serious health problems, whether it's in the developed or developing world. Virginia Geshin is a careful recycler who hand washes all of her recyclables before placing them on the curb for collection. As a Philadelphia resident who put so much care into her recycling, this was not an easy fact for her to learn. It was disheartening. It was disheartening because uh, I know how much time it takes. And I also knew that the underlying problem was really serious. It wasn't just a blip. This is a really serious problem that is going to last for a long time and we can't just buy our way out of it. We can't just send it all to China. You know, we have to wake up and smell the coffee and figure out what we're going to do with all stuff. It's really important that developing and transitioning countries are litigating in order to protect their people and the local environment. This doesn't mean that illegal waste trafficking no longer exists, but it is a step in the right direction to prevent unnecessary pollution from a supposedly eco-friendly process. China's national sword policy was a problem for the recycling business. And business problems require business solutions, like automation. But a business solution like automation won't solve the larger problems related to our disposable culture, such as the plastic contamination in our oceans and food. For years, I've felt a nice, warm feeling diligently putting things into the recycling bin, while neglecting the first two Rs, reduce and reuse. Then, there is the impact coronavirus has had on recycling. Some American cities have took it upon themselves to stop the collection of recyclables, at least temporarily, including Philadelphia, in the case that the virus might be spread to the workers sorting our products. In Philly's case, recycling collection has been reduced to a bi-weekly rather than weekly process, putting the onus on residents to either hold onto their recyclables or include them as trash. Philly also has a new and really awesome resource that works to supplement our broken recycling system called Rabbit Recycling. Rabbit Recycling is an alternative to the bulk or single stream system where all materials are placed together in one bin on the curb. Recognizing that the majority contaminated items that end up in landfills can actually be recycled, reprocessed, or reused, and less than a quarter of household and business items are properly recycled, the company takes almost any product and is able to recycle and reuse far more than the city's recycling agency. It also has an option for its customers to purchase collected material before sent to recycling, which strengthens the ability for reusing and reducing at the community level. But due to COVID-19, Rapid Recycling was forced to make the difficult decision to seize operations and protect its workers. With governments and waste managers not always being the greatest supporters of sustainability, and recycling being far from the ideal process we need, we must return to the root of the issue. Consumption needs us to take it under our wing and reduce and reuse at rates unprecedented to the industrialized world. We have to pressure governments and industries through our choices while educating ourselves on the materials and products that have lowered impact across the entire product lifestyle, from production to disposal. Community programs to support circular economies like rabbit recycling are useful and necessary tools but until consumption decreases, the need to recycle and the environmental and health risks of the recycling process will never disappear. By truly engaging ourselves, we can organize to reduce the eco-social impacts of product waste, landfill use, and harmful waste mismanagement in developing countries. It's important to know the hard work and money you put into your recycling isn't going to waste. No pun intended. By better understanding the business of recycling, you can make the decision if recycling is the right choice for you. Did someone say reduce our consumption? Doesn't it feel impossible sometimes? You're thirsty, so you need to buy that water bottle. How will you be ever productive without your morning latte and your takeout for lunch? I'll let you in on a secret that I discovered through my own sustainability journey. Consumption looks different for all of us, and if you don't use straws now, you won't get any use out of a reusable one. So the first guideline is do not go out and buy a brand new reusable everything. Look inward first. What do you buy the most? What do you throw away the most? Are the lattes your main source of waste? Or are you a cereal single-use sandwich bag user? When you find answers to these questions, you want to look inward again. But this time, you want to look inside and all around your house. Why buy a reusable coffee cup or snack bag if you already have Tupperware and a tumbler? Why buy a canvas bag when there are hundreds of other bags already stuffed in drawers and closets? And don't be afraid to use the plastic bags of Christmas past. The more use you get out of the things, stuff, and crap you already have, the more justified the production process. In 2020, we equate single use to abuse. Abuse! Abuse! This episode we had a great discussion about recycling's very real pros and cons. While it has the potential to support the manufacturing of products made of recycled rather than virgin materials, it doesn't do near enough to see to it that recyclable goods are always recycled. I hope you were also able to identify that recycling is problematic for a number of reasons that are out of our control as consumers. But by playing the consumer role, we can thrust ourselves into a circular economy of our own at the community level when external forces don't work in our favor for the greater good. Again, we have to consider how when recycling is done wrong, it costs taxpayer money and it causes environmental destruction at home and in developing countries we have to remember to focus on the first two R's reduce and reuse we can help others and teach them about what we know and we can offer our feedback to representatives in Congress and in our municipalities so that we can be conscious of who we support when we buy and tell reps what we expect to conclude this episode recycling done right is an important piece of a sustainable society but our waste doesn't just disappear Just because it's dealt with behind closed doors doesn't mean we are immune to the effects or harms. If we continue on a path of lazy recycling and irresponsible consumption, either our trash will catch up to us or the community is forced to handle it will. Like Rabbit Recycling and others around the world, I've been working on a project to help form part of the solution to waste and recycling mismanagement. Keep listening to learn about what I've been doing and how I hope to contribute to the movement away from consumption towards sustainability and a circular economy.